Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be looking at the offseason so far. So this is going to be the offseason as of this point um, in time. We are going to look at the draft and some trades, and more importantly, looking at free agency and the signings of said free agents. So we are going to be looking at all of that and more uh, for you. So let's get into it. Let's get started. We are starting off with Atlanta just because the way this is um, going to go, we're going alphabetically. Um, there's several websites out there that have um, a breakdown of all of the moves. And so on this one, it starts with Atlanta and goes down. So let's get rocking. So the Atlanta Hawks probably had the best so far offseason, in my opinion. They added... Uh, Tony Schnell and Kyrie Thomas in trades. They drafted on Kongwu with the 6th pick and Skylar Mays with the 50th pick. They free agency signed Danilio Gallinari on a multi-year deal, Chris Dunn and Rajon Rondo on two-year deals, and they have signed a four-year $72 million offer sheet by Bogdan Bogdanovich, who, as you remember, was almost traded to Milwaukee, but tampering and the fact that he didn't want to go there um, is uh, one of the reasons why it didn't happen, and we'll talk about Milwaukee later. But technically, Sacramento has 48 hours to match the offer. So he could go back to Sacramento if they decide to keep him. But if not, he is going to Atlanta. Now, assuming that he does go to Atlanta, you have a great group of veterans and young players you didn't lose any big guys in free agency or trades. Jeff Teague's gone, but you replaced him very well with Chris Dunn and Rondo. You got great backups for Trey Young. You got some good wings in there to mentor some of these younger wings. You know, Bogdanovich is there. He's still young. Gallinari's a, a road traveler. He's been through, uh, all over the NBA. He's got experience. He can help the young guys, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. He can help Bogdanovich a little bit. You have Clint Capella in there with John Collins, and you have on Kongu. They have, in my opinion, a playoff team, and they've done so much in such little time, and they're looking pretty good. I like what Atlanta did, um, for sure. Then we go to the Boston Celtics, who basically uh, had a less-than-perfect offseason, and we're going to look at pretty much all of this, so... They ended up drafting Aaron Nesmith, Peyton Pritchard in the first round, and Yam Matar in the second round. They ended up trading the 30th pick to Memphis for some second round picks in the future. We saw free agency signings of Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague. They traded uh, Vincent Poirier for a second round pick. They traded Ennis Cantor as a bigger part of the uh, 30th pick Memphis Grizzlies deal. Brad Wadmaker is in Golden State, and we have Gordon Hayward, who signed with the Charlotte Hornets. Now, originally what was going down is Charlotte was going to sign Gordon Hayward, and they were going to stretch and waive Nicholas Batum, and they would pay $9 million for three years of Batum's contract. Now, there is a change of heart. It seems like they are now more willing to work out some sort of a sign-in trade with the Celtics, so the Celtics don't walk away with anything um, they at least get something now. So in this case, if that ends up being Nicholas Batum for one year, 
and then it means um, a draft pick or two coming to Boston. I'm okay with that just because it's better than nothing. So if the Celtics got two second round picks and Nicholas Batum for Gordon Hayward, because here, rather than us just stretching him out, you can take him. And it does shave a little bit of cap space off of Boston. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it wouldn't be too bad. You could make this a bigger deal adding a third team in. Maybe the Celtics get Blake Griffin and um, a couple of draft picks, and someone like Nicholas Batum goes to um, play in Detroit. That's always an option. So the door is not closed on Gordon Hayward yet. It looks like he is going to be leaving, but it does not mean that he is officially um, going for nothing. So the Celtics have had a less than stellar offseason. I still think they're a good team, and they made some great draft choices, but overall not the greatest situation. Brooklyn Nets didn't do too much. There is still the chance that we see a James Harden deal. But they added Bruce Brown from Detroit and Landry Shamit from the Clippers. They ended up drafting with the 57th pick, Reggie Perry. And they signed Jeff Green in free agency. Their biggest free agency losses or trade losses were Darson Musa and Garrett Temple. And they re-signed Joe Harris. I think their team is pretty solid can't complain they've done a lot of great things with what they're working with and it is one of those pretty solid situations and I can't really complain so they're looking pretty good and that's where we're at um, moving on to the Charlotte Hornets who like I said before signed Gordon Hayward an undrafted two-way deal for Nate Darling they drafted LaMelo Ball Vernon Carey Jr. and Nick Richard and Grant Riller. So, like I said before with Hayward, it looks like we are going to see some sort of a potential move involving a sign-and-trade. I don't think the Hayward thing is locked up, and we already discussed uh, Hayward with the Celtics, so we're going to skip over that. LaMelo Ball looks like a great prospect. Vernon Carey fills the center position. They also added Nick Richard, who's a good center as a backup, and can't complain. They did lose Dwayne Bacon to the uh, Orlando Magic, but you can't really say anything about that at the moment just because um, we don't know what else they're going to do. But so far, adding Gordon Hayward was pretty solid, seeing as Charlotte is not a destination for free agents, usually. Then we have the Chicago Bulls, who um, drafted Patrick Williams and Marco Simonovic. And they free agency signed Garrett Temple and Davon Dotson, who was undrafted, which is very surprising because I've seen or saw multiple mock drafts where Davon Dotson went in the first round and in the second round, and he was undrafted. We saw Chris Dunn go to Atlanta, and they have a few other free agents, but their team's pretty much the same. Uh, they didn't have much going on. They didn't do too much, and at this point... Um, yeah, there's not much to say. I think, um, they weren't expected to make anything special happen, and what they did was pretty on par with their situation, so I can't complain. Then we have the Cavaliers, who are up next, and they drafted Isaiah, Isaac Okoro with the fifth pick, and they, so far, have lost Tristan Thompson in free agency. Their team looks pretty solid at this point, um, with Garland and Sexton and Kevin Porter and Dylan Weinler and 
Kevin Love might get moved at some point, but for now, doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, and it seems like things are looking pretty straightforward. So um, that's their situation right there. Uh, moving on to our next group here, which is the Dallas Mavericks, who were definitely on the uh, more um, active side of things. Um and so, looking at the uh, situation right there, we have Josh Richardson coming in from Philadelphia, James Johnson coming in, traded from Minnesota via Oklahoma City, then Josh Green, the 18th pick, Tyrell Terry, the 31st pick, and Tyler Bay, the 36th pick, all of which I think can help on the defensive and offensive side. They signed Wesley Owudu from Orlando, and their biggest offseason moves, which became uh, DeLon Wright, who was traded to Detroit, Justin Jackson traded to OKC, and Seth Curry um, traded to Philadelphia in the Richardson deal. So their team looks pretty solid. They added some good pieces. I think um, you already have Luka, you already have Porzingis. It's a pretty solid situation, and I think uh, next season could be their year to really make things work and so yeah I think they're uh, looking pretty solid and uh, moving on to the Denver Nuggets so Denver at this point added um, Jamichael Green in free agency Fausando Campazzo from Real Madrid in free agency they added Zeke Nunjai in the draft 22nd pick 24th pick RJ Hampton they added um you know, not that many big names. Mason Plumley left for Detroit. Tory Craig left for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And Jeremy Grant left for Detroit. Uh, for a team that's trying to compete and make it to the Western Conference Finals again, that wasn't the greatest offseason. But I think they're a solid team still. They still have Murray and Jokic. And so they're looking pretty solid. I think one more move would have helped, but. I'm not complaining. So, uh, yeah, pretty solid uh, offseason with some smaller moves. But um, overall, probably not the best situation if you're trying to compete for a championship because they could have upgraded, I'm sure, in so many different ways. They did re-sign uh, Paul Millsap, which was a pretty solid move, too. So I'll take that. Then we have the Detroit Pistons, who acquired by trade DeLon Wright, Darson Musa, Rodney Magruder, Tony Bradley, and Dwayne Dedman, who they released after the trade. They uh, drafted Killian Hayes 7th, Isaiah Stewart 16th, Sadiq Bey 19th, and Sabian Lee 38th. They free agency signings were Mason Plumlee, Jaleel Okafor, Jeremy Grant, and Josh Jackson. They ended up trading Bruce Brown and Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard was their biggest trade. They ended up uh, trading Kyrie Thomas and Tony Schnell to Atlanta. Overall, their offseason was um, interesting, to say the least. They had a lot of turnover. And the only guys who were staying, Derek Rose, Blake Griffin, Sadiqam, Demboya, and Justin Patton. Chris, Christian Wood is now with the Houston Rockets. And, yeah, their situation is okay, I guess. Not the greatest, but it'll work out. Um, they're not looking to win a championship now, so adding all these pieces... It really works, so you can't complain for sure. Um, so yeah, that is um, that is Detroit.
Moving on to the Golden State Warriors, who added James Weissman, Nico Manning, Justine, Jessup, and Kelly Oubre. Plus, they got Brad Wademaker in free agency. They have um, a solid core with Weissman, uh, Draymond Green, Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, and Steph Curry. And unfortunately, Clay Thompson is out, but I guess that's just uh, how the cookie crumbles. Not a awful situation, but... I guess we can't complain. Then we have the Houston Rockets, who added Kenyon Martin uh, Jr., 52nd uh, pick, and then they added Christian Wood in free agency. They traded Robert Covington to Portland, and they ended up still keeping James Harden and Russell Westbrook, surprisingly. They have a lot of free agents. Jeff Green is now in Brooklyn. Um, and who knows where Austin Rivers will go. Um, but overall, I think the Rockets are still going to be a playoff team, just a lower-tier playoff team, and that's kind of where they are. Then we have the Indiana Pacers, who had a less uh, than stellar offseason. It was very uneventful. They have Cassius Stanley, who is the 54th pick. I like that move. Then they have no real big free agents. Most of their team is staying. A lot of people expected Gordon Hayward to come to Indiana, and it seemed like that was going to be the case, but Danny Ainge fumbled his cards, and he wanted more than what the Pacers were offering, and so that kind of fell through, whether um, it actually fell through or just the Charlotte Hornets came in and swiped up Gordon Hayward before the Celtics and the Pacers could even get anything involved. Um, yeah, uh, so... Turner is still there. That's still a question mark. They have a solid team. I think the way that Indiana improved and Atlanta and Brooklyn's going to have its guys back, I think the Pacers are going to step a little back in the standings. They'll still be a playoff team. But I could see them being a 7 or an 8 seed. 6, 7, 8, one of those. Um, so that's where the Pacers are. Los Angeles Clippers. So the Los Angeles Clippers basically added... Luke Kennard, which was a great pickup. They traded away Landry Shamit to get him. Another move that just makes so much sense. Um, they added Daniel Otoru with the 33rd pick, which he is, I guess at this point, the backup center because Montrez Harrell is going to the Lakers. So now you have um, Otoru in there, um, and you have Jay Scrub, who was the 55th pick. No first-round picks, um, but... You still have Pat Bev, Lou Williams, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. So Marcus Morris is resigning too, which is a good move. Then we have the biggest uh, championship team, the Los Angeles Lakers, who at this point have added a bevy of players. Uh, they started with the Schroeder deal, which led to Wesley Matthews, which led to Montrez Harrell, all of which are great additions. Danny Green is now in Philadelphia. Dwight Howard is in Philadelphia. Avery Bradley is in Miami. And so they basically upgraded everywhere they could. Wesley Matthews is better than Danny Green. Montrezl Harrell is better than Dwight Howard. Dennis Schroeder is better than Avery Bradley. Uh, Rondo is in Atlanta, which that's a tough blow. But in the end, um, the Lakers are the presumptive favorites at this point. There is the situation involving Anthony Davis. He is a free agent, so... I haven't heard anything on him, which makes me wonder if he's going to stay or if he's going to go. I'm most likely assuming he is going to stay, but you never know. Then we go to the Memphis Grizzlies, who made um, one of the 
best moves of the draft, adding the 30th pick, which is Desmond Bain. They also added pick number 35, which is Xavier Tillman Sr. Then um, they signed in free agency Killian Tilly to an undrafted two-way and um, Jaheel Tripp to an undrafted Exhibit 10, which I'm guessing it's just a 10-day contract, but I couldn't tell you. Then um, looking at who is leaving, they only really have Josh Jackson who left at this point. A bunch of their other free agents don't really matter too much. Uh, Tay Porter is um, going to be leaving as well, um, but they still have a solid group with uh, Dylan Brooks and Justice Winslow and Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark and Valanciunas, so they're looking pretty good. Then we have the Miami Heat who made the 20th pick, which was Precious Achua, who most likely will be the starting power forward alongside um, Bam Adebayo, and this could be a good choice for them. Uh, they signed Mo Harkless from New York and Avery Bradley from the Lakers. Looking at the potential moves, uh, guys that left, we saw Jay Crowder go to Phoenix, Derek Jones Jr. go to Portland, and we still have uh, Kyle Alexander and Solomon Hill as free agents overall. Um, Miami got better, slightly. But they didn't make any big moves in the way the Eastern Conference is going. Maybe they should have, but I'm not really complaining about um, what ended up taking place. Moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks, who made some big splashes in this year's um, free agency, trades, draft, everything. So what we did see was Drew Holiday making his appearance. He joined the Milwaukee Bucks in a trade with the New Orleans Pelicans, which basically wiped out their whole draft future. They ended up adding DJ Augustine in um, free agency, Bobby Portis in free agency. They added um, a few other guys, Jalen Adams from Portland, and they also added um, Ray John Tucker um, in uh, the undrafted Exhibit 10 situation. And so that was a pretty solid situation there. They also added um, Tory Craig and Byron Forbes. So Milwaukee got knocked out early and they made moves to theoretically make their team better. They lost Eric Bledsoe. They lost George Hill. They lost Wesley Matthews. They waived Ersan Ilyasova. They... Uh, have free agency uh, decisions on Kyle Korver and Robin Lopez, but their team looks good. They got so much better. They added some great role players off the bench. They made their team 10,000 times better. Eric Bledsoe's gone. He was not great. And so now you have a great situation in Milwaukee. I think they're still going to be the number one seed, and I think their team might have just gotten overall better. And... Yeah, Milwaukee, pretty solid. Then we go to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, through Phoenix and Oklahoma City, acquired Ricky Rubio. They added Anthony Edwards, Leandro Bolermo, and Jaden McDaniels with three draft choices. They ended up trading James Johnson. Uh, he goes to Dallas. They ended up adding um, a few other... Um, pieces nothing too big um 
But just looking at the way things ended up, it was a pretty solid situation. Minnesota adding some great draft choices. Uh, no big free agency moves, but I do think their team is heading in the right direction. People thought they might have traded the pick number one overall, but it seems like that did not take place. I would expect um, Juancho Hernan Gomez to re-sign, and as for the rest of their free agents, who knows. But they're still looking um, like one of the teams that's not going to be that great next year, and the way the Western Conference is going, it seems like uh, Milwaukee is going to have another lottery year. Unfortunately, the uh, Golden State Warriors hold their pick, and so if their pick's top three, they get it. Otherwise, Minnesota, your pick's going to Golden State. Then we have the New Orleans Pelicans, who basically traded away their best uh, veteran, which is Drew Holiday. They added Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, a variety of draft picks, Kiara Lewis, Stephen Adams. They uh, got rid of Darius Miller in the OKC deal with Steven Adams. Um, Detroit snagged up Jaleel Okafor. Uh, Derek Favors snagged up by Utah. And we have no idea what's going on with Brandon Ingram. Most likely he's going to stay. So you still have a pretty solid team. You still have some great players, you know. This is a rebuilding team, it seemed like, when you got rid of Holiday. But adding Eric Bledsoe and George Hill and then Steven Adams, and maybe that's something. I mean, Derek Favors was a big piece, but you still have Brandon Ingram, hopefully. And you still have Zion in a full and healthy season. Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, J.J. Redick, and Jackson Hayes. So, like I said, the West is going to be an interesting um, division. And I do think that there will be a lot of movement uh, where the Pelicans fit into this. I don't know, but I do like a lot of their... Um, free agency moves in their trades and uh, they got a ton for Drew Holiday and it's a pretty solid uh, situation. Then we have Ed Davis and his trade to the New York Knicks. Uh, the New York Knicks uh, came into this with a top pick, number eight overall. They drafted uh, Obi Toppin and then with the 25th pick they acquired uh, Emmanuel Quickly. Um, I think both these guys are from New York. Alec Burks was a free agency signing from uh, Philly, and then they ended up losing out on Maurice Harkless and Bobby Portis, um, and their team at the moment still has uh, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, uh, Frank Natilakina, Julius Randle, Kevin Knox. Um, yeah, they have some interesting pieces, um, you know. Not the worst team in the world, and honestly, pretty solid all around. And um, I thought Obi Toppin was a little bit of a reach, um, and I didn't see the fit with Julius Randle there, but uh, that's what they wanted to do. I'm not going to complain. I don't think the Knicks are going to be in the playoffs. They just have too many mistakes in their past. I think um, they're waiting for 2021, and that's where they're going to end up. Moving on to the biggest movement in all of um, free agency. So let's get started. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, they have done a ton of stuff. Besides adding a boatload of draft picks, they basically revamped their starting lineup 
getting rid of everybody but shy Julius Alexander. They added Al Horford from Philadelphia, Ty Jerome from Phoenix. They added Jalen LeCue from Phoenix, Vincent Poirier from the Celtics, Trevor Ariza uh, from Portland via Houston and Detroit, Justin Jackson, Dallas uh, Mavericks, George Hill, New Orleans. Um, they uh, added him into the Stephen um, Adams trade. Um, looking at who they drafted, they drafted Oleski Polowski, Theo Maldion, Vit Kritschke, um, and uh, they lost basically their whole starting lineup and their bench. They have SGA, and that's about it. They got rid of Chris Paul, Schroeder, Terrence Ferguson, Abdul Nader, Steven Adams, uh, Danilio Gallinari, and um, Netherlands Noel, and um, Andre Robertson's free agent, and as we said, um, the uh, trade with Steven Adams. So, to say the least, the guys that they have left... Before all these moves were Shai Julius Alexander, Luganez Dort, Darius Baisley, Isaiah Roby, Mike Muscala, and Hamandu Diallo. To say they're a good team um, is uh, not the case anymore. They are definitely in full-out rebuild, and it seems like that's kind of the direction that things are going for them. So, um, yeah, that's uh, something else. They also... um, are going to add TJ Leaf and a second round pick for Jalen LeCue to give more uh, guard help to the Pacers. And then TJ Leaf is joining um, OKC, probably going to get some good minutes with the Thunder. So, uh, yeah, solid uh, solid move. And I guess we got to uh, say that's a pretty good one. So, um Looking at OKC in general, they got rid of so much, but their draft pick situation is pretty damn good because they got, like, a ton of them. So I can't complain about that. They made a lot of moves. I don't know if they were all good, but they did get them the first-round picks for the future. Then we have the Orlando Magic, who um, added Cole Anthony in the 15th pick, and they signed Dwayne Bacon. They uh, lost DJ Augustine to Milwaukee, Wes Awudu to Dallas, and most of their team is back in the fold. Uh, They basically swapped Augustine for Cole Anthony and Awudu for Dwayne Bacon. Their team is definitely interesting, and I can see how they could have um, a good season coming up, but with the additions with Atlanta and Philadelphia and these other teams, They are looking like they could be outside of the NBA uh, playoffs next year. But um, I don't think they're really looking to compete. I think they're just looking to um, get some young assets and rebuild and kind of um, retool. Then we have the Philadelphia 76ers who basically took their team and threw it upside down. Um, They ended up acquiring Danny Green from OKC, Terrence Ferguson from OKC, Seth Curry from Dallas, they um, signed Dwight Howard, they added Tyrese uh, Maxey, Isaiah Joe, and Paul Reed as their draft choices, they lost Al Horford, they traded him away with some draft picks to OKC, Josh Richardson went to Dallas, they have um, Alec Burks, who is now in uh, New York, and Raul Neto, who is now in Washington. 
So the 76ers probably are number two on my list behind um, Atlanta in the Eastern Conference who had the best offseason. They basically had a lot of issues and they sucked up um, their uh, draft pick pride and traded two picks away to get rid of Al Horford, which ended up netting them Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson, both of which are better fitting for the 76ers than Al Horford. And most likely the first round pick and second round pick won't matter. Um, one of those picks was this year. So, um, OKC um, used that or they might have traded, I forget. Uh, but still. And then Richardson, I think Seth Curry fits a lot better, especially seeing as you have Terrence Ferguson and Danny Green and Matisse Debule, who can all play the shooting guard. So you didn't need Josh Richardson anyways. And then, um, yeah, everyone else really didn't matter. The bench players, Alec Burks was good, but he was a one-year. And they only traded for him just to make a playoff push. I think overall, 76ers did pretty well, and I can't complain. Then we have the Chris Paul Phoenix Suns situation. So Phoenix added the all-star level point guard Chris Paul, Abdel Nader, and Jalen Smith, the 10th pick in the draft. They also signed in free agency Jay Crowder from Miami to give them help at the four. They lost in trades Ricky Rubio, who is now in Minnesota, Ty Jerome who is now in Oklahoma City, Kelly Oubre, who is now in Golden State, Jalen LeCue, who as of just recently is uh, in Indy with the Pacers. We have uh, Aaron Baines, who is still a free agent, Javon Carter, re-signed longer term, uh, three years, $11.5 million with Phoenix, so he's coming back. But they still do have uh, two players who are Big name free agents for them, Frank Kaminsky and Dario Sarge. Most likely, they'll be off uh, somewhere else. Um, they had a great offseason, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. Then we have the Portland Trailblazers, who basically added uh, two trade pieces. Robert Covington gives them small forward um, starting minutes. Ennis Cantor gives them backup center minutes. He will replace um, Hassan Whiteside. C.J. Ellerby was the 46th pick, and that's their only choice. They ended up signing Derek Jones Jr. from Miami, which is a good bench piece. They traded away Trevor Ariza, who has now um, been to a bunch of different places. Mario Hershagona is in Memphis. Jalen Adams is in Milwaukee. And we saw um, a lot of their core staying in Rodney uh, Hood. And Carmelo Anthony coming back. Portland actually made themselves better. And adding Robert Covington helps a ton. And I think it's a good move for the Trailblazers. He's a 3 and D wing. And I think he'll be much happier with Dame and CJ. Then we go to Sacramento. Now Sacramento uh, had one of the better drafts out there. They uh, got Tyrese Halliburton at a steal of the 12th pick. They drafted uh, 40th overall Robert Woodard and 43rd overall Jaheimus Ramsey, both of which were projected on many draft boards in the first round. They ended up uh, not signing any free agents except for Buddy Heald to a massive contract. But their free agent situation, Bogdanovich is now in um, Atlanta for the moment. Kent Bazemore is in uh Golden State, uh, Yogi Ferrell, Harry Giles are free agents, they're Alex Lyon. They're still a rebuilding team. Sacramento's still kind of looking for their 
path forward now that um, Bogdanovich is gone, maybe Buddy Heald is their future. So, can't really complain about that. San Antonio Spurs uh, added Devin Vassell and Trey Jones with the 11th and 41st picks, respectively. They are losing um, into free agency Byron Forbes to the Milwaukee Bucks. And so San Antonio is, I think, in rebuild mode. We thought the Mark Saldridge would get moved. We thought that maybe DeMar Rosen would get moved. Portal resigned. Um, so they're still kind of with this same group of guys. Now you have Devin Vassell and Trey Jones into the mix. Now we are up to the Toronto Raptors. And I would like to point out that at this point, um, I uh, failed to mention before, but we're at the Raptors, so it's a perfect timing. Um, Serge Ibaka is now with the Clippers. So Montrez Harrell is with the Lakers. They replaced him with Serge Ibaka, who is the backup center, maybe the starting center over um, Zubac. I don't know. But that's a tough blow for the Toronto Raptors. They did draft Malachi Flynn, which I didn't see why they needed him. If they had already Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet, they could have probably used a big or some sort of wing. They still have um, Van Vliet. He resigned. Um, Marcus Sol is a free agent, maybe going to the Lakers, maybe going somewhere else. It seems like he is up in the air on his decision. Maybe he's going back to Spain. They have Chris Butcher, free agent. They have Stanley Johnson, a free agent. Malcolm Miller, a free agent. Um, yeah, the majority of their team is still there besides Gasol and Ibaka, who were the only two that really mattered. And so um, they're going to have to consider all of their options. And maybe that means getting rid of someone like Norman Powell and bringing in someone like um, a center that could help them long term. Uh, I don't know if that's the case, but there is the chance that they could potentially do something like that um, and make it work. Now we are moving on to the Utah Jazz, who added Yudoka Ezebuki, the 27th pick, which was a very, very high choice for him. Elijah Hughes with the 39th pick, which is a little bit better. They signed Derek Favors to New Orleans, from New Orleans. They lost Ed Davis in a trade. Um, with the New York Knicks, now he got traded to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Tony Bradley is um, originally got moved to Detroit. Now he's in Philadelphia because they traded him for Zaire Smith. Then Mike Conley is um, a free agent. They have uh, Manuel Moutier, who's a free agent. So at this point, they didn't need a center in the draft. They could have drafted someone at the point guard. But they're going to stick with what they got. Donovan Mitchell got his payday. Jason Tatum got a payday. And so did uh, Darren Fox, which I mentioned before. Uh, so Utah, I think they're going to slip out of the playoffs, unfortunately. That's just my opinion. They're not as good. And I think they might have um, gotten themselves a little bit worse off after this situation. So, uh, yeah. Moving on to the Final team here, Washington, and we are going to look at um, what happens um, with them. And so we have coming into the situation: Denny Avija, ninth pick; Cassius Winston, fifty-third pick. They have Anthony Gill, 
Robin Lopez coming in, Raul Neto. They lost Admiral Schofield in a draft day trade to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Jerry and Grant is a free agent. So is Ian Mahimi and Baz Napier. They have John Wall, who has been in many rumors potentially involving um, Russ Westbrook. They re-signed Davis Burton-Tans. And so overall, not the greatest situation in Washington. They still have a lot of holes to plug and some things that they need to figure out. So that is... Uh, that is their situation. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, what's going to do it so far. There are a lot of moves, I'm sure, that will still make their way um, to getting done. And a lot of rumors that could be potential trades or rumors that could be false. And so this is just what I got so far. This is my sort of grading of the situation, kind of my look at the situation. And that's kind of where I see things going. And... Yeah, it's been a pretty eventful offseason, despite the free agency class not being as good as people expect.